Hello there. Welcome Howdy. To, welcome to everybody, not just the men, but the women and the children, too. Uh, <laughs> um, welcome to episode six of, of the Owl Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a fun final week loaded with lots of interesting games, although, well, I felt like this week was pretty good with a balance of upsets and predictable matches and APAC being thought... extremely backloaded, right? It was all super easy to predict. I called every little bit of it. And, and I don't uh, know. You called a Spitfire beating Glads, and that didn't happen. But I'll give you credit for the the, the Atlanta pick. Spitfire you, did beat Atlanta. I'll give you the credit so, on that one. But it, yeah. it, it was a it was a great week and the final week of the kickoff clash. So now we have all the how many teams? Twelve teams, four in a pack, eight in NA. So we know who's going to be playing at least in the NA side in Dallas, playing in-person LAN events. Woo! Oh, yeah. Get hype. LAN events. But uh, before we get into the matches, we had a, uh, a community update this past week, giving us some updates on some some goings-ons, right? About time. So they <laughs> mainly what it was was they just gave us um, updates about Mid-Season Madness and how COVID is messed with it. So they're going back to Hawaii. Yay, Hawaii. I understand why they're going. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, but it makes sense. That, I mean, it's better that than just canceling it all together. And so, you know. well, they wouldn't have canceled it, but I, Reinforce had a tweet where he, he said they should have just cut the losses and just made the midseason tournament separated region based so they could have LAN events on the NA side of things, which I mean, I guess at that point you're your thought process of would you rather have international competition or LAN events? And I guess for the health of the league, international competition is good, but for the viewer, LAN events are better. So like you yeah. can't, you it, can't win them all. Yeah. I, I think I personally, I definitely prefer keeping things uh, international. Uh, if anything, just to let you see where the regions stack up and stuff, especially halfway through the season. I think it's really good. You know, I, I watch a lot of league of legends and they just finished their mid season tournament for the world. Uh, and that was pretty, pretty awesome. And, and I, I think anything that you bring together multiple regions really mm -hmm. helps you see how the different regions stack up. And so I think it's a good thing. That's fair. So they'll just be the NA teams. We go in Hawaii like they did last season for, all the for the midseason tournament and then they also announced that because they have that extra na has to travel to hawaii they'll have that bye week obviously but then last year the na teams brought up the fact that you know they have to spend a week traveling whereas the apac teams are are able to practice for the tournament so they in order to help make it fair the east team the apac teams won't start their mid-season mid-season madness qualifiers until a week after the na teams do so that the na teams will finish and then they'll have their travel week and the apac teams will be finishing their their final matches in order to make sure there's no unfair you know advantage given to the apac teams for practice so i'm glad that they they did that so there's there's yeah. a i think it still slightly favors apac just because they are playing up until right before um but i i like that they're willing to make changes to try to uh address these issues yeah those are good it's, it's good that they've done that and then they also announced how the patches will change which i mean they announced what we basically already knew or i guess figured that the patches will change with each of the tournaments so the mid-season madness will be played on the patch that came just before the beta ended so they'll be playing on the one where zenyatta has like the Ooh, sparta yeah. kick the and mercy's super jump and then the soldier nerfs and the sojourn buffs, sojourn buffs. Yeah. so we may see more more sojourn we'll see what that what that actually does for the midseason madness and what yeah. that might do for the meta. I think it'll be interesting to see if it drops Soldier out of the meta because he's been pretty dang dominant. Pretty for... dominant. I would love to see Sojourn played other than leave picking her on in overtime. <laughs> That's the only Sojourn play that we've seen is leave just coming out with the emergency Sojourn in overtime. Which is kind of a weird emergency pick in emergency my mind. Emergency pick, but... yeah. I don't know. I and guess it's it they, is what it is. <laughs> they also they also talked about how the winners of the 
Summer Showdown Kickoff Clash and Midseason Madness will get a remix of the Luchador Reaper skin with their team color variations here like the examples so we didn't get like a terribly large amount other than them just telling us that mid-season madness is not going to be a LAN event which is disappointing but i understand why they had to do it because china has some really strict policies in place for covid i'm hoping that that doesn't affect postseason stuff i know that uh it was tweeted out that they are still trying to push for in-person LAN playoffs and grand finals so hopefully that is able to come through because yeah those are big end of season stuff but you know it was a uh it was a it was good that we got those updates so we we at least know what to look forward to for the mid-season madness them going to hawaii but enough about that update let's actually get enough to... about the boring stuff let's talk let's about the game start with let's start with apac i want to talk of about of course APAC. let's talk about apac let's talk about the feel good Still... story of the week why don't we and was that that's the fusion Dia. make us look like idiots what no it's okay valiant got their first win dia getting ages. his first ever like full contribution oh, yeah. overwatch league win i because technically he did play in a match in which the dragons won in 2019 but he played for one map and it was a draw and he was so he wasn't like a starter for that match so this is like his first win as a full-time starter for a team which is crazy you look back to that 2018 dragons roster and like dia that man's got like the mental of it's just unbreakable you can't break oh, yeah. this man's mental especially having going losing 3-2 to like the, like the best apac teams in dynasty shanghai and uh hongzhou mm -hmm. valiant have they deserve that win though i mean they yeah. 23 23 losses in a row over 630 some odd days since their last win but Crazy. we we figured that it would it would come eventually though because even though yeah. they were winless up until their win against Chengdu, they were looking good and i mean they did take like basically what is essentially the three best apac teams to map five so they just had problems finishing out the series that go up 2-1 and then just couldn't take the last map so they, they that they was one really thing that we talked about even coming into this season is is this team you know a top APAC team no but are they a reasonably solid team that could get some wins here and there yeah and, and I think they proved it this week I I thought you know they won against Chengdu and it was a pretty good win too it, it was a solid three one um, yeah. And it was and interesting because Valiant Valiant play a version of the Zarya comp that most I don't really think any other team does because they bring an innovation a whole lot to play like the May Zarya kind of comps, mm -hmm. and uh, they'd have Becky sometimes do it, but like they Sashin looks comfortable on the Zarya, which I mean he's an off tank player, so obviously he's going to. So I, I think that this it's a good look for Valiant making their own style of the the Zarya rush with the May instead of the Reaper. Sometimes they put Becky on the Echo. They would do what uh, the Spark do when they put Alpha Yi on the Echo, and they also look good doing that. But it's just good to see them finally get a win. They definitely yeah. worked for it, and Dia more than anybody deserved it. And also he he tweeted out today or maybe it was yesterday how he his girlfriend accepted his proposal so not only does dia get his first full like starter overwatch league win but he also is going to join the married man meta <laughs> i just gotta say i i think there's kind of a correlation there he gets his first win she says yes i i think he He's she been was waiting, waiting for, she was waiting for, for ages, but she wanted to make sure he was a winner. She's like, I, I can't marry, nope. I can't commit to a loser. You have to prove you're a winner yeah. first. Don't and then go finally he came out, won a map. I mean, won, won a match, and oh. she said yes. I think it's it's related. That's, I, I suppose. But they just looked good. But then, because they beat Hunters, and even though they lost a charge uh, last week, I Valiant definitely are like not the worst team in APAC. In fact, I don't even think they're the second worst team in APAC. I I would look at them in that that fifth slot, that fifth place slot underneath the other four that have qualified for the kickoff clash because they they look solid cuz Chengdu looks always you're never you never really know what you're going to get out of Chengdu and then Guangzhou as we talked about last week is just kind of there. We don't they're just there's choice 01, but then otherwise they're just there. Where's Valiant? When Valiant plays, you actually like want to watch Valiant play. But then all things considered, when you look 
to NA, it's like when you know that NYXL or Vancouver are playing, you're like, great, let me just turn, tune this match out. I'm not going to actually watch it. Yeah. Whereas in APAC, even if Guangzhou are the ones playing, you're like, I don't mind watching Guangzhou play because maybe they can pull an upset or something. I think that's yeah. what makes APAC so interesting this year is that all of the teams are somewhat competitive. There's a chance for upsets, whereas you go to NA and it's like Vancouver's going to do a whole lot of nothing. You don't really care to watch those bottom teams. And even though like London and Boston have leveled up recently, I don't like it's not the same. NA doesn't feel the same as yeah. APAC. Yeah, there's there's a clear separation in NA between the top, you know, like five, six teams or so and everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, the East, APAC, it's like anyone could take games off of anyone. And, and yeah, I agree. It's pretty, pretty dang interesting to watch. Speaking of interesting to watch, our sponsor of the week oh, stay. <laughs> is ah. something you'll have to wait for. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion is I not our sponsor. Let's not confuse that. <laughs> yeah, not our sponsor. Not sponsored we by will Philadelphia get to Fusion. Our sponsor later. Not sponsored, and even if we were, that's I... not going to protect them from this next bit. Oh my goodness! I... It was tragic. Remember last week we were talking about the Fusion, and both of us were like, "As the best team, yeah, potentially all the teams in the world. are good, but they're." miles above everyone else they are miles above and no and then they come out i and just get wrecked this week and it was really not yeah not good losing watch. losing three out of your last four matches after three owing the shanghai dragons doesn't look great but i mean yeah. granted like they they played decent teams in seoul and hangzhou so i mean they're lost to seoul they just got diffed pretty hard seoul i mean that was just kind of unlucky seoul looks on another level when they're clicked and even the spark match it was kind of unlucky they had a lot of like spaghetti droppage and like multiple yeah. c9s then there was like that that fight on route 66 at the end where they had four ults going into it and just whiffed somehow and they would just randomly do some dumb stuff in that match so the hangzhou match they kind of got they kind of let it get away from them the soul match they just kind of got hard diffed but the the Chengdu match was just weird because unlike the Hangzhou and Seoul matches where it's like, okay, I would think that those teams are at the same level, if not better than Philly. I was not thinking Chengdu was going to be able to take down Philly, especially in the way that they, they did. Because yeah. like they, I mean, Jinmu, first of all, Jinmu was like having the game of his life on Genji. And then they were also doing a really good job at shutting Zest down. And Bellis Rea was getting outplayed by Gaga. So Fusion just kind of were outclassed by Chengdu in that one-off. And I, that's like part of the weirdness of Chengdu is they can just randomly decide they want to play really well. And then the next the week, <laughs> then, then, then the very, literally the like next the next match, day, they the just go and lose to Valiant. Back. Yeah. So, so you know. Yeah, but still, I, I think if anything, it just shows how close APAC is. You know, the fact that, that Fusion, week one, they look like the most dominant team. No one can beat them. And now they're sitting fourth in the standings. Like, I, I think it just shows, like, how close this region is. And it's going to be really interesting to see as it evolves what happens. And I think that also means that, and I know we aren't talking about... um the kickoff clash yet but um i think it just shows how interesting it's going to be seeing you know which of these four teams comes out on top because i think it's anyone's uh it's anyone on their best day is is yeah a, a lot of apac is like that even like guangzhou even the charge to an extent where all of them have hot and cold moments uh, and with the fusion it looks like they they just when they're off it they they look like sometimes they have some coordination issues or aim gods just kind of getting bullied and singled out but on their best day when zest is able to just be the freak of nature that he is or when mn3 is feeling right they're able to be you know competitive with all the, even when they weren't feeling great they were still competitive with spark so I wouldn't, even though they did finish, what, 3-3 three and three now, I, I don't yeah. think that they're on the same level as Spark, Seoul, and, and Shanghai, 
but I would definitely still say they will always be competitive. They just looked, they they were they they beat themselves this week is what it was. There was just a lot of self, a lot of unforced errors that that happened throughout all of their matches, and then they were just yeah. getting unlucky with some of the matchups that they ended up facing. But it, well, it... and really, we've known this about some of these players. You know that that's one thing about the fusion is they have players that like are just not always the most consistent one of those being carpe which i feel like you know i've always seen him as a player that when he pops off he's you know as good as anyone but mm -hmm. when he isn't on fire then he's just getting diffed and well so and I, then I, they I, also have a team of rookies who are still yeah. learning how to like show up in those crunch time high pressure scenarios instead of just dropping the ball like they did as a team these last couple matches so i think just with more more time more experience the team will gel a little better and we'll be able to see a more consistent high end fusion and not the loses to chengdu fusion <laughs> yeah and so that's that uh i think another team worth talking about this week uh is definitely shanghai didn't really talk about them much last week well i mean when you get bodied 3-0 you know and you're the defending champions it yeah, doesn't look too great but they looked really okay last week and then this <laughs> i mean like a week and a half ago they looked really this last okay weekend, just really okay really but this okay. last weekend this last weekend they looked beautiful. They looked amazing. Well, they looked like the Shanghai Dragons. They needed they needed some time to warm up though, because having to go to five maps against Charge and Valiant doesn't look great. We don't talk about that. But then, but, I mean, then they just kind of then and then they went to five against Spark as well last week. Yeah. But then they come this week and then they just kind of walk all over the Soul Dynasty, who were looking fantastic leading up to this. So it's just yeah. Shanghai looked like they just needed time to get to to level up a bit they were just getting better and better with each match and they were just they put the beat down on profit who was like popping off in the match but they just they just said no no go go down we you know <laughs> we're, we're we're the real kings of apac they just had some some growing pains probably of... well and it, it makes sense like i i feel like if any team was to come out and and figure things out it was going to be shanghai because like they have players that know how to win, and so I think, yeah, it took them a few matches to figure it out. But I think from now on, they're we're we're gonna continue to see a, a dominant Shanghai. Shanghai will continue to evolve, and it's it's awesome seeing who are you play like he's in Apex, like oh, it's yeah. 2017 again. Like he's single handedly carrying fights with on the back of his genji i feel like shanghai is really relying on that which there's nothing wrong with that when you've got a genji as consistent as who are you you're able to do that sort of thing and they're still just super clutch like even though they had to go to map five three times they're still winning those map fives unlike other teams, other teams. who aren't able, you know who like valiant who went to map five three times and lost every time shanghai yeah. are able to they're just experienced they know how to play in those high pressure map five situations and I think they're just going to be able to keep getting better and better. And I would definitely say that after, even though like Spark are also five and one, I would say that Shanghai are probably the favorites of APAC and the favorites to win kickoff class just because they looked better and they aren't losing five map series. The one, their one loss was just kind of a irregular boomage, just kind of like how the Dallas Fuel had week one, just kind of getting three would by a team that didn't, wasn't expected to be, amazing yeah. but then they they leveled up just like fuel has uh which is good maybe not to the same extent that fuel has but getting yeah. to getting to the right the right peaks where where they need to get to yeah it'll be uh really interesting to see how they play this week um for the tournament because i i think that will be the big decider i i think two weeks in it's hard to say for sure what the identity of these teams is really going to be. Yeah, after Who, six matches in two weeks, it's kind of like... Yeah. Uh... Because if if you have one week that, you know, we have some struggles, and then another week where you're you're looking really strong, it, I, I feel like you need a third week to kind of cement your place. And, and so for these APAC teams, that's going to be the, the kickoff clash. And so I think, you know, going into the tournament, it's hard to say for sure 
who the favorite is, you know. Um, I, I think, yeah, Shanghai have a good argument. I see, I, I think Seoul have an argument to be made. Uh, I mean, of course, they lost to they Shanghai. They just lost. But, but Shanghai just, I mean, got destroyed by fusion you know just a week ago so well, yeah it, but i mean they're on the they're on a five map win streak five match win streak that i mean they haven't looked back since that loss whereas all yeah. the all, all the other teams in apac have had a blip or two in the last couple matches whereas you know spark having to take five to take down fusion or getting beat by shanghai last week charge getting run over this way that way Seoul getting beat down by shanghai whereas shanghai is coming in probably with the highest momentum out of all the apac teams into the tournament but spark are right there with them because i mean their loss came last week but they didn't win four matches in a row in the week before they didn't play you know they didn't win they're on they're on the same win streak as shanghai is so yeah. i think that's what gives shanghai probably the edge is they just have that they're just consistently getting better and we we know that they're just going to get better whereas with spark we know they're a strong team we just you know sometimes they have to figure some things out yeah it'll be interesting and we'll definitely have to talk more about this but before we do oh boy Are you ever just sitting at your desk? No, no. <laughs> and you're just like, man, watching the Spitfire take a loss against the Gladiators just isn't worth watching. And so you start to stare off into space. Well, I've got something new for you to stare out at. Fake potted plant. Wait a minute. This thing is amazing. It's fake. You don't have to water it. You don't have to take care of it. But it looks pretty. Potted plants. <laughs> Our sponsor. Uh, this is my life now. Uh, Speaking of my life now, man, in your face, bit fire while we're on the subject. Well, in your now. face too, though, because I mean, when we were when we were watching, right, Ryan, you know, Gator tweets out before the match. He goes, "Hi, you want to have, you know, a respectable Ryan duel?" And I went, "Oh, we're gonna see the Ryan mirror." And you told me, "Oh, Atlanta wins that." Uh, that's that's not what happened. <laughs> I didn't say that. You definitely did. We don't have did. footage of that, but we do have footage of me talking about how the Spitfire were going to take down Atlanta, and you were like. Oh, there's no way that happens <laughs> in your face. It was glorious. It was amazing. Spitfire are dominant. I think they're a top five team. And no, I don't think that. Well, I know for a like, fact. Well, hey, uh... I know for a fact they are better than half the teams in the league. That's they're not amazing. a top five team, though. They're better than more than half of the teams in the league. Uh, no, I would say that the no, majority no. of APAC teams would dunk on London. <laughs> yeah, true. But they, true. they maybe, maybe. What, what was interesting about London is even in their, even though they lost to Glads, it looked competitive. They looked good. But yeah, also, yeah, they looked really part of that did have to do with Glads trying to be a little cute playing comps they'd never practiced. Like, yeah. Doomfist if played aggressively and correctly, I think does work really well against the London comp. We saw that from the outlaws last week, but glads never would play Doomfist. So them just suddenly trying to play it doesn't, the, the comp is only good when you play it correctly. And the problem yeah. with the rain is that the rain don't play an aggressive Doomfist, So they just kind of get walked over and then they tried to mirror the Reinhardt and they don't know how to play the Reinhardt comp. So London just has the advantage and they just got yeah. rolled. Which, uh, yeah, I, I I thought London had a really good week. I I think even like you said, game they lost, uh, they still looked competitive. And then yeah, Glad's ran some weird stuff. But either way, I I don't think coming into the season anyone would have expected no. the Spitfire roster in any world to be competitive with the Glad's roster, or or even the Rain roster, or the Rain roster. And so I think the fact that that London can not only compete with these teams, but but take down Atlanta, I I think it just shows that London is uh better than some people <clears throat> thought they would be this year. 
<laughs> well, everybody. I don't even. You yeah, didn't even. Yeah, that's true. Think I don't. We, no, we I don't think they were like twelfth, thirteenth, bottom double yeah, digits. That's true. And they but, just um, they just picked their own style and and yeah. and stuck with and it. And they've stuck with it. I think Hottie is like hard caring, but but he's playing. I mean, we've talked about this before. He's like today's bumper. Very much so. He just. He goes. He just goes. Charges in, goes in, runs in, sends and it full survives sends the because line. Admiral and Landon just support him. And, and that being said, I I will say Sparker looked insane this week. Sparker was doing uh, wonders on the he, soldier. He had he really good week on on soldier, and and I think uh, that was is definitely worth um, pointing out. Um, but yeah, I think overall London looked really really good uh, london week. looked good against even glads and atlanta just i mean they took maps from them but like they mainly were taking map when spitfire weren't able to play the rhine comp because yeah. as good as spitfire are at that rush comp as soon as they have to start playing that winston dive suddenly they come back down to earth a little bit well, and now and they I, start looking not the greatest and i think that's the thing about atlanta this week they lost both of their games and pretty like it was pretty clear the whole time that like, I mean, London looked better against the Glads than Atlanta looked against the Glads. Like, yeah, the gl- pretty significantly. Atlanta I, I this week looked the rain has out just of it. been figured out. It it looks like they just can't play against the, um, they can't play against the Reinhardt, and Which they can't is, play as the Reinhardt. It's hilarious that they can't like they lose to London in the way they do, and then they come into the Glads match the next day, and the Glads map one come marching out on the Reinhardt. Oh, yeah. And as soon beautiful. as as soon as Glads, who never have played the Rhine Rush, come out and run circles around the rain on it, from just from as soon as they were as soon as you just saw that comp come out, you're like, Oh, the seat it's over. It's over. Atlanta's done. Well, and we were just talking about how the Glads didn't look very good on Ryan going against Spitfire. But well, then they, they bring out against... they didn't look good on Doom. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They they didn't try and play Ryan because they just don't play Rush. I genuinely think that the Glads went over oh, playing Atlanta. Oh, they just lost to London here. Let's oh, do the same thing yeah. that Atlanta did because it was funny because Gator tweeted after the match. He's like, I'm tired of all these teams cheat playing cheese comps and it's like well i mean you're the ones that didn't want to scrim london more often which yeah on the well, topic the way of the I scrims see... <laughs> go ahead first i was just going to say the way i see it is if you can't play like the whole point is to win games and so if you can win games it doesn't matter what comp you're running mm-hmm. if if it counters the enemy team so if atlanta is complaining like oh london's playing a team comp that we don't know how to play against well, learn how to play against it. Yeah. You know, if if they can get away with that, if they can play as a so-called cheese comp and get away with it, then maybe you're not playing to the high. Uh, maybe you aren't playing the right. Just comp. don't get maybe cheese. London is. Forehead. It's yeah. that easy. Just, it's like well, the it, big thing is is be better. It's it's <laughs> it's twenty. This pin from Reiner on the end of New Queen Street, where he just gets booped around the corner and just pit, it's it's just such a fun. It's it's literally it was an, an embodiment of Hottie right there. But it's like it's like 2019 Chengdu, right? Where Chengdu was playing comps that nobody cared to practice, but they were beating on teams that weren't as good at goats. And I think London is the same way currently. Is they are going yeah. to beat teams that aren't really good at the Winston comps or at the Doom comps or the Ryan any of any one. One of the comps if if a team isn't really good at one of them london is going to beat them because nobody yeah. knows how to play against the rhine comp but i mean on a, an, on another note like there the the idea pushed by hottie a little bit on broadcast that atlanta blacklisted them from scrims and it turns out it's just a big misunderstanding but us as the community just we're like no we like the narrative we we we, well, we want to believe it's such a hilarious narrative like I know it's not true, but if it, it were to so be true, funny. it's so beautiful the fact that they got they, they won that. But yeah, Atlanta just look there. Atlanta just look out of it, and I worry about them going into the kickoff clash where their mental state is going to be at. Because I mean, towards the town of that Glads match, and even in the after map one, you could tell that they were like, uh, they were just done. 
they just yeah. didn't and you could hear it in gator's voice like when they were picking in the the selection the team selection for the kickoff clash bracket like when gator was talking he was like he just didn't want to be there and i well, i worry for atlanta going in that they're just mentally going to be out of it because i mean they they are playing they aren't playing glads round one unfortunately that uh, would have been hilarious but i i, I think they, they need to get their heads back into the game because they this weekend just looked they, they they just didn't want to be there yeah i i think it's really tragic that atlanta and washington are going to the tournament and, london and not isn't. london because and the boston. thing about london the thing about london well, and Boston is both of those teams are hype enough and, and sure, like, would they take any games off of some of these other teams? I don't know. They'd I don't take think maps, so. but they take maps. And I think the big thing is, is they're excited and they look at it. And I think Atlanta, especially Atlanta, just doesn't look yeah, like that. It's it. unfortunate and, and at this that, point, it's just, that they weren't able to make you know. it in. But London looks better. Yeah. Or moving and, forward towards the and rest I of the think season. Midseason is is a possibility. You know, if Atlanta keeps falling down and London and Boston keep going up, like there's always a chance that those teams can yeah. um make a comeback. So they looked good, but then uh, another uh middle of the pack team that came out this week and looked like uh much worse than they really should have. I don't know uh, what the Outlaws were doing against the Eternal. Like, yeah, they won, yeah. but you shouldn't have to reverse sweep what is probably the 12th worst team in the league. You shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't have to do that, Outlaws. You, What are you doing? Stop it. Get some help. Well, but, but what made it even worse though was like the tr the 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 stuff before the match, right? The Outlaws had their like video and Pelican says that he would rather play ranked than play the eternal. <laughs> and, and then they get and then they nearly lose. First. Like yeah. the outlaws are the kings of heavily trash talking and then just losing. Like they did it last year yeah. against Washington. They uh, they just can't. It always worries me when when this was said and like coming into the match, you would you're like, oh, outlaws got this 3-0, 3-1 at worst, and then they go down 2-0 and they yeah. Uh, they I think the the biggest problem that the Outlaws had this weekend was obviously that they tried picking up Bizarre Comp and obviously it's like that match it, it's like they probably weren't practicing it for the week but they had never played it in a match as extensively as they did this week and they yeah. did not look great on it. I mean they looked better as the series progressed but they didn't look that i mean it they, it was kind of it it was it was very poor some poor yeah. poor zarya reaper comp gameplay that being said i i think if there were to be a match that you could try something just to you know see how it goes down in in a real game mm -hmm. i think going against paris is the time to do it so i i don't think That's that fair. this match is representative of you know who houston is going mm -hmm. forward i th i think houston's still trying to find their identity because i i think you know the dante doomfist is is i mean it works against lower team it enough. works against yeah. lower because we saw it in this paris match where they were playing yeah. the reaper zarya and it was looking kind of rough but then as soon as they switched to the doom comp it was over it, it would it was done yeah pa and, paris and so just i i think over. and i think that's the thing is is they knew hey you know, if we're starting to lose, we can bring out the Doomfist and we win. But it's worth trying these comps. So, I, if anything, I'm just really happy that they were able to try out these teams, these team comps, the, the Zarya comp. And, yeah, it looked really rough. And, yeah, I hope they don't bring it out during well, the kickoff clash. The problem is they have to bring it out. But, because the Doom comp the is not going to work at the kickoff clash except on very specific maps. It is loser's pick, yeah. but they're going to have to get better at the Zarya comp because against Paris, like Pelican and Lastro were just perpetually feeding, it seemed like, and they yeah. had a lot of issue with when they were using cooldowns, specifically like bubbles and nades. And like the way the Zarya comp like works, it's like if the enemy team doesn't have bubbles or nades and you do, you just rush them and just wipe yeah. them. And the outlaws were not doing a very good job at using those cooldowns properly outside of just feeding 
because Pelican looked like he was always trying to make a play happen that didn't exist, and he was always getting caught out, and Lastro was always just caught on rotations or out of position. So they really need to be spending this week working on that comp, because if they cannot get the Zarya comp into a good shape, they're going to be two and out. They're just done. Yeah. They're going to get boomed out of the kickoff clash because the Doom comp is not going to work against Dallas. It's not, It worked against Dallas, but it's not going to work again, especially right, yeah. especially in Dallas. It's like You're not going to well, beat San Francisco. You're not going to beat Gladiators. You're not even no. going to be able to probably beat Atlanta with it. Probably can't beat Florida with it. Oh, I mean, they did. Point. They did beat Florida with it at this point. At this point, probably not. So I, they need to get their act together with the Zarya comp. I hope that they're grinding it and working out these timings, because I really do yeah. want to see the Outlaws succeed in in the tournament. I don't want this cycle of perpetual mediocrity to continue. I mean, the Outlaws have yet to win anything ever. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I, I just feel like this year they're they're struggling at figuring out their their identity. You know, they I, I think if they had another tank player, they'd be a little better off if they had a main tank player. Yeah. Um. But I think just with the, you know, their roster being as restricted as it is, they they're just struggling to figure out their place in this meta. And I think coming into the first few weeks, they had a little bit of a misread on on the meta. And I think well, they it wasn't so much that they had a misread; it was that they did what they could with their circumstances, because they, unlike like with Shock, they just had Kaluz learn main tank a little bit. They just kind of went, we don't know what's working, and they went, oh wait, this Doom this Doomfist comp works for us, and they were able to get by with it. So it wasn't so much they had a misread; it was that they came up with a band-aid solution for a problem that was in the moment but if they don't figure something out moving forward for the rest of the season they're going to have some serious problems yeah and, and so, that that worries me a little bit but yeah i think that is what it is at this point it'll be interesting to see if they adjust i have i have no idea but uh i think it's time for some power rankings yeah, some some yeah. week some week four power rankings. Um, let's start with APAC because it's easier. Uh, uh, Fusions. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm Fusion. I'm looking at like so. I'm looking. I'm looking at the APAC rankings that we have, and really, I think only two changes need to be made. I think Fusion drop below Soul, right, to be fourth best. Yeah. Is that a? And then I think Valiant jumps Chengdu. Yeah, I I think that's that's like it. I because I think Shanghai are still until the thing with Shanghai is even if Seoul and Spark are looking good, I think Shanghai are the best in APAC until proven otherwise. Because now they got three would by Fusion, but then they weren't beat again by anybody else. So clearly they're still number one. So until like Spark or Dynasty are able to consistently beat Shanghai, Shanghai is the best in APAC. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah, I I don't think there's any arguments to be made uh against those standings i i think you know given with what we've seen um yeah i think all the teams are are put pretty much yeah exactly where they need to but be but now we I, now I we go over to yeah NA. the west a so little, a little so, I, more interesting. so the top three i think you could probably keep them right like shock yeah. fuel glads like there's the argument that fuel could go above shock but i, I think they're about even and glads are number three because they lost to both of yeah. them so uh, i think yeah we just but then we we is. look at and this middle set i think this this tier break that we have between justice and spitfire i think can uh go away right yeah so we move that so atlanta i would throw definitely below mayhem right yeah like rain moved down and spitfire i would put do we put spitfire above washington and toronto i would because i i feel like if anything they this look last better week than shows toronto, that they yeah. have more life than either of those teams now, I, I think yeah. and london they aren't going to take down a top team but at least they it can take that they're pretty consistent well and they're pretty consistent with it too they're a lot more consistent than yeah the justice like i don't see spitfire losing against you know paris vancouver or new york yeah no and i could see washington throwing a game against one of those teams potentially well then what do we do we want to put boston above washington 
And that's the thing. I uh, maybe because the problem yeah. is is that we've only seen two games of Boston since they've leveled up. We saw their yeah. win, and then we saw them get curb stomped by the fuel. But the game against the fuel, it didn't look like they were a tragic team. They looked competitive. Yeah. They were just outclassed. So yeah, which is to be expected against the fuel. I I so. would like if Boston and Washington played, unless Washington did their Washington thing and leveled up. Like how Washington looked this weekend against Florida. Boston would have beaten that Washington team. Yeah. So I would say that that. Boston goes at least above Washington. Now, what about above Defiant? Like, yes, Defiant beat Boston, what was it, uh, last week in week three? Yeah. But But that was a different Boston. Boston. Yeah. And so I think, and and, I mean, we honestly, I I feel like I would still for now keep them below Toronto just because we haven't seen enough um, of of them. But that being said, I think they're on the way up. I think Toronto and Washington are both on their way down. Um, now, uh, I've, I, I, I've just realized we've now put ourselves in a situation where London is above, below Atlanta. Um, that, yeah, that, that can't be right. <laughs> London has literally just beat that team. So London jumps up and, oh, top six. See, you can't not, see the problem is you can't put them any higher because <laughs> no, Florida would beat London and Outlaws literally yeah. just beat London. London yeah. doesn't go any higher than that, but which I want to talk about Florida Houston. So, um, but see, like the problem, so the pro- the thing with Florida is Florida would beat London, obviously, and Florida current Florida would beat current Atlanta, like yeah, and Florida would beat Boston, Washington, and Toronto, yeah. But it's would would current Florida beat Houston? I think there's an argument to be made that it would be close. I mean, it was already close to begin with. But I mean, yeah. Outlaws beat that Florida with the Doom Comp. Yeah. So I I say that Houston and Florida are about the same. They're probably they're, they're probably yeah. The same I I, level. I think like on my personal standings, I would probably rate Florida a little higher if they play each other during the tournament at all. I think Florida has slight advantage over them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think but, until we see them have a direct, but until we see it, I I don't think it's worth moving. Yeah, we can leave it now. Paris, New York, and Titans. I would say that Paris, after their performance against the Outlaws this week, I think earned spot number eleven. I think they jumped New York. Congrats, Paris. Good job, Paris. You moved up one spot. You're seeing you're still double digits, but yeah. You... That being said, Progress. the European teams as a whole are looking better than people had expected because Paris is only it Paris is still 11th. I don't know about that one. Which yes, like that was but, where we had them placed. But I'm saying as a whole, European Overwatch is doing better than people expected cuz going is into carrying the season all of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's not European Overwatch, it's British Overwatch. (laughs) Although most of London is, uh, they're from all over the place, I think. They are, they are. But London London specifically is doing way better than we thought they would, but we also didn't expect them to come in with the style that they did. And even if we did, even if we knew coming into the season that they were going to play the Rhine comp, I don't think we would have thought they would have been good. Because Hottie last year was not very good. So he's having a a straight-up redemption arc this year. Yeah. So um, them being sixth after this weekend and not being in the kickoff clash is an actual robbery. London yeah. Which, definitely that's should I was be saying, in going over into this Justice week, and think, Defiant. Oh yeah, because and and think about how beautiful it would be. I don't. I'm not saying they would win anything in the tournament. No, they but wouldn't. What if, but but what if they did? Because tournaments have crazy stuff happen. You they know? do. And I don't think it would. But just to have that that chance of something crazy happening where a Rhine team is competitive. Like I think that would be amazing. What a storyline! And and I I'm just really disappointed with the story writers this year. The they were so writers. close to perfect. Yeah, they were so close to perfection. Oh well, London are almost good. as close to perfection as my potted plant. Is that a fake po- a fake potted plant? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, fake. What? You can go like this. I wouldn't say that the script that it's as good. It's better than your your fake potted plant london spitfire no, are better because london than your fake... didn't make it yeah but they're still rank six they're still top 
they're still top half of NA. Yeah, but, but like they the didn't problem, make it to the, the problem is, is that London currently, yeah, they may be top of NA, but like that's probably as high as they're going to be all season, unless yeah. they have some kind of like super like rocky training arc. There's no way they're beating Florida, or Houston, and definitely not beating those top three. No, teams. and I, I, and I think you know as a whole, the league is going to adjust to their play style. Well, like, and they mean they probably going into the midseason tournament, they probably won't. That Ryan comp probably isn't going to be as effective with whatever no. changes come through. It probably won't work as well, and other teams will pick up whatever they need to. But just the fact they were able to get that far with cheesing, like exactly yeah. like 2019 Chengdu, like Chengdu was able to just pick some wins off of teams they shouldn't well, have. Well, and, and I think even just as a small thing, like I think one of the reasons why like London looked so good this week was Sparker on the... Um, the soldier and mm -hmm. so i think even things like the soldier nerf um the zen buff like i i think all of those things are going to hit london probably harder than anyone yeah um, most likely so, so i would uh, unless we see otherwise london is probably peaked yeah unfortunately but i mean they set themselves up well finishing three and three after the first tournament with the same record as teams like justice and only one game back from teams like outlaws mayhem and glads is nothing that's nothing to slouch at yeah. i mean they have the same record as the philadelphia fusion yeah which so. fusion would walk all over the spitfire oh but yeah that's oh, yeah. not a comparison but, that but we that's, need to make. that's a yeah <laughs> That's um, unrelated. <laughs> so, but looking uh, at this, do we want... To, I, I feel like there should be a tier break somewhere in this middle group. And I don't know where. Because I don't think London can beat Florida and Houston. But I wouldn't yeah, say I, that Houston and Florida are a tier above teams like Atlanta and Toronto. So yeah, maybe would, London can be in that, that grouping. Like we put a... a like put Houston, Florida, and London in their own grouping, and then have Atlanta, Toronto, Boston, Washington. So have like two. But I think, I think London could still lose to some of these teams. I I I would put the tear break above London. Um, okay, just have the and, Houston the, the the Houston mayhem zone. Yeah, which which I think is pretty accurate. I I think the mayhem and outlaws are both very different teams, but I think they're both good enough that. I just I like yeah. the outlaws are just so strange because I mean they looked so tragic on that Zarya comp. And yeah, if, and that's the thing. I I, I think the outlaws better. could fall. I I think honestly this could be the peak of the outlaws. Well, the if they get a better bit. meta, if they get an off tank meta, which I mean, well, it is a, it is an off tank meta. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> and they look terrible on it. Well, they never this... they don't practice it much, so I hope yeah. that the outlaws haven't peaked. But I. This the, the kickoff clash is going to be telling for the outlaws and how they they do otherwise because I don't really know how things are going to go how because that doom comp has been figured out and their Zarya comp against Paris was not very inspirational so hopefully they're able to figure it out but I think for now until we see otherwise the top three are still the top three Houston and Florida didn't move but at London, Atlanta, Toronto, Boston, Washington. What a what a lower middle group. That's so strange that London and Boston <laughs> are in the same grouping as Washington and Atlanta. <laughs> well, it's about time. Like both Boston and London are teams that well, London I've just been, you know, simping up over all, all season. season. The fact that uh, you don't have your then... own jersey shame. <laughs> yet, yet. Um but I, I think, you know, the Boston thing, I, I think it's kind of perfect that the week before they started looking better was right when I started uh, ranting about Literally them. Literally right after you ranted for them. Yeah, but, but I'm just, I've, I've just got to say, like, it's about time, Boston. Like, they looked so bad at the beginning of the season, and, and things are definitely looking up for them i think they're starting to play the way that they should be playing and that's definitely good to see. and and so i think good things are ahead for boston i don't think they've peaked i i think no. that they it's only up from here for them well awesome i think i think these power rankings are apac it looks to be a little more solid than na na still has some teams that just refuse to show up on days yeah. i'm looking at you justice but APAC, on the other hand, I feel like we have a pretty good idea of how the APAC 
pecking order sits and we'll see how that translates into kickoff clash and the future tournaments when we get to the mid-season stuff so um so for those of you wondering we're going to do kickoff clash bracket predictions but we're just going to do it as a separate video so that it's its own standalone thing so that people who don't care about us ranting about previous week stuff can just can (laughs) just yeah there won't be any london spitfire talk well there might be but only in reference to the teams playing. So I've got to say, be... I, I'm, I'm definitely going to mention Spitfire. <laughs> so we'll be holding off on the, the bracket predictions for another video. It'll come out yeah. the same time. It'll just be its own separate thing that you can watch on its own. So we're just going to... And gonna... if you came from here, I came to hear from that video, then welcome. Welcome that you've just jumped in. You've jumped in at the very end of the, 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 the full video and not the half video. Well, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. to just jumping at the end. So... Uh, because we're going to do predictions separately, we're just going to jump right into our uh, our play of the week, which there were a lot of funny, interesting moments this week. We had like yeah. some some Bustio Lucio dupes. We had uh, a lot, a, a good number of 5Ks. We had, I swear, do you feel like there's been more C9s in the last four weeks than, uh, than we've like ever seen in that like same time i swear there have been so many yeah and i i think it's because they have one less player to balance the (laughs) touches off of or they shrunk the things without telling us i don't know it's it's there are so many but but yeah and and it's always like so close like someone's like about to touch and then yeah it's but the, the play that we decided to go with this week is uh the triple boop on Lee J Gone Tower. The oh, more boops life. for the ba- uh, more boops for the boop god. He just came over and just boop off they go. Yeah, and, and first he, fight of the match. He just goes over. I'm gonna do some booping today. Like he he also and got just, like the extra. He got a quad. He almost got the quint. But then, who are you? But came then in and stole who are you? Stole the last kill. So tragic. Like so tragic. <laughs> it's like the patapan. Uh, the patapan water <laughs> kill and then oh. <laughs> But it, it was just, I mean, I, there were a lot of good plays this week, but I feel like this one is just like, it's not a its not a 5k of a dragon, of a nano blade. It's just a Lucio doing things just, on his map. Lige Gone yeah, Tower. And, and it's one of those things that, like, you know, if you ever feel bad that you get boofed off by Lucio at the beginning of a match. Just remember that like, it was Lige Gone doing it on his map. Just remember Lige Gong did it too. Like it was beautiful against professional uh, professional players. He did it too. Yeah. He got three. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you like think back to last year, we had like eight or nine on the whole map. Oh yeah. It's insane. Insane. So what a beast. Great plays this week. So Terrible cheers. plays. Lots of spaghetti droppage. But it was a good final week of matches, and we're excited. Looking forward to the kickoff clash. It's gonna be in Dallas. It's gonna be live, and we will oh, be. Yeah. At our homes, or watching it from a computer. <laughs> Looking at my potted plant. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, thank you everybody for watching. We'll hope you enjoy the kickoff clash this week, and we hope you enjoy the predictions video, or already did enjoy the predictions video, whichever order you did it in. So enjoy the kickoff clash, and we will catch you next week with a review of that tournament, as it's probably going to be full of a lot of good stuff. So Crazy we'll, uh... stuff. We'll catch you all later.